in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. The very people who care for others during some of their toughest times now making a statement tonight that they need to be cared for. Hundreds of nurses at Ascension Seton Medical Center are ready to go on strike. The National Nurses Organizing Committee and National Nurses United Group approved a one-day strike if the company doesn't meet their negotiating terms. Now the union says nurses want to improve patient safety and secure competitive wages to keep Austin nurses working. KXN's Tahar Rahman spoke to a nurse about their needs. Union nurses at Ascension Seton say they've been negotiating with their employer since November. It was time to escalate and to really, you know, drive the point home that we can't wait any longer. Lindsay Spinney says they need competitive pay to get and keep workers. We're able to have the support staff that we need. We're able to have the supplies that we need. Ascension Seton says they'll continue to bargain in good faith, but if nurses strike, the company has a comprehensive contingency plan in place to ensure patients experience no disruption in care or service. Spinney says they'd give a 10-day notice so that the hospital can cancel or delay surgeries and hire temporary staff. Those temporary staff won't be as productive as people who are used to working in the hospital. Healthcare expert Christy Losher says new faces might hurt handoffs between nurses and doctors. You know, those are dangerous times because information can be lost. And so when you have staff that don't know each other, that creates potential problems. She points to research from the National Bureau of Economic Research. It studied nurse strikes in New York over 20 years and found that in-hospital deaths increased by over 19% for patients admitted during a strike. So now a one-day strike is not going to cause that kind of impact, but strikes do have a direct impact on patient safety and patient care. Honestly thought about it. Nurses hope it doesn't get to that point and they can agree on a contract with Ascension soon. It would be to everybody's best interest to avoid a strike. Bahira Rahman, KXAN News. The nurses union groups say they have another negotiating session coming up in the next couple of weeks and they haven't decided when to strike, but they will give 10 days notice if they plan to. And nurses at Ascension via Christie St. Francis in Wichita, Kansas are going through something similar. They voted to authorize a strike this week. The nurses say they've had enough of the practices of putting profits before patients. They say the top issues for their contract include workplace violence prevention, safe staffing, and staff recruitment and retention. Well, happy Friday to everybody. Uh, we Friday. have made it. Everybody's probably thinking about the weekend. <laughs> and I hear it's going to be a little rainy. What's up with that? It will at times. So coming up, we'll break down when it'll be sunny and hot for your Barton Springs trip All and right. when it won't. <laughs> Tonight, guys, though, we actually have a busy night already in West Texas with at least two confirmed tornadoes. And that's the system that's moving our way. It is quiet here near Texas State on our San Marcos West Shore home cam. It's plenty hot out there, 88 degrees. Another typical early June day. We made it to 91 in Austin, now sitting at 80. 87, 87 as well in Rockdale. Our 15 county area still completely dry, but let me take you a few hours drive to the west where a tornado warning continues on this cell well east of Fort Stockton. This is just one of the tornado producing thunderstorms that has been out to our west tonight.
And timing it out, it's only 124 miles away from the western hill country. And even though these storms will weaken as they move our way, a couple of them could make it into the hill country tonight. So coming up, don't miss the timeline of that and when the rest of us get wet this weekend. All right, David, thank you very much. Well, Governor Greg Abbott signaled doubt in Republicans' ability to work out a property tax cut deal during this special session. He did that during a fireside chat today. And all this follows a week of rare public feuding between Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick after the House passed an Abbott-supported compression property tax plan. Now, you've noticed by now, our Monica Madden is joining us now in studio to talk more about this back and forth between the politicians. Yeah, Brett, well, we were all kind of wondering if Abbott was going to address Patrick's criticism, which included one where Patrick said that the governor's plan for compression property tax relief is not realistic and everyone knows it. So while Abbott did not directly name Patrick, he did address doubters. I would be calling multiple special sessions before we go on to other issues to make sure we address everything, but we may be here a while. Governor Abbott Friday showing no intention of compromising on his property tax relief plan. His proposal calls to use $17 billion for tax rate compression, essentially giving school districts more money and in return, they reduce your tax rates. The problem with, with putting all your eggs in that basket of compression is it's not permanent. On talk radio Thursday, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick cast doubt on its sustainability. So you have a future session and the economy is down, sales tax collections are down, which is most of our revenue at the state, and then you have to pull it back because you don't have enough money to, to pay it anymore. Without naming Patrick directly, Abbott addressed that criticism. Zero is what we want you to pay for your property taxes in the state of Texas. Now, some people say, well, gosh, we, we just can't afford it. The governor says with Texas's growing population, compression as a path toward eliminating property taxes is possible. The economy is going to go up. The economy is going to go down. We also know that we have hundreds of thousands or more people putting into our sales tax revenue every single year. The Senate briefly gaveled in Friday, but didn't take up the House's property tax bill backed by Abbott. Another sign neither side appears to be backing down anytime soon. Many of you at home have asked which plan is better. So let's look into the differences between the two plans. Governor Abbott endorsed a plan to use over 17 billion for tax rate compression. That's essentially buying down school district tax rates and footing the bill for you. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, on the other hand, has been pushing for increasing the homestead exemption to $100,000. That's two and a half more times the amount that you can deduct from your property tax bill right now. The Senate approved Patrick's plan while the House actually approved the plan endorsed by Abbott. So right now, really, the two chambers are at odds during this special session with the House out. It um, is kind of at a stalemate right now. Wow. We will see what happens. All right, Monica, thank you very much. And today we asked NBC News political director and host of Meet the Press, Chuck Todd, questions about the Texas legislature, specifically about Kim Paxton's impeachment and the battle between Governor Abbott and Dan Patrick. Here's what he had to say. This is always the beginning of the end of a political party's uh, long run in charge of a state. I, you know, I think inevitably now a Democrat's going to win a statewide race for governor or Senate in the next two years. Maybe it's Colin Allred over Ted Cruz in 24. Maybe it's somebody beating Greg Abbott or, you know, maybe Greg Abbott gets primaried in 26 uh, and somebody be beats that candidate. But. I think this is, we saw it in Kansas, the, the, the Republican Party was in charge of everything, the infighting began, 
and a Democrat ended up getting uh, just winning a second term now for governor. So that's what I think this means. I think you're seeing this is the, the moment of overreach where it looks like you had Republicans protecting themselves over corruption. And I think that's always anytime you have cor sort of corruption like Ken Pactons being accused of, that's usually the start of the unraveling of a party being in charge. And that's what I'd be watching out for. And we have more things, all things Texas politics, including a wrap of this past special session and the political battles, Paxton's impeachment, much more. That's coming up on State of Texas at 8.30 a.m. right here on KXAN. And then, of course, right after State of Texas, tune in to watch Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. That's at 9 a.m. The debt limit deal passes in the Senate, what the bill entails and when the president will address the nation. Plus, getting a degree in artificial intelligence online. The first program of its kind debuting right here in Austin. We're going to tell you how it works and the one course all of the students will need to take. Hopefully, less algae will be in Austin waterways soon. What the city plans to do to get rid of the toxic mush in the water. The U.S. job market performed better than expected last month. According to the U.S. Labor Department, over 330,000 jobs were added in May. That exceeds the Dow Jones estimate of 190,000. This marks the 29th straight month of positive job growth. And the unemployment rate now sits at just over 3%, just above the lowest level since 1969. ...having been achieved, the bill is passed. Well, today, President Biden is celebrating the passage of the debt ceiling and budget bill that, with his signature, prevents a default on the nation's loans. Now, the deal suspends the nation's debt limit for two years past the 2024 elections while reducing federal spending and adding some conservative policy changes. President Biden initially said he would not negotiate over something as important as raising the debt ceiling. And critics are now raising questions about the precedent this deal may set for using the debt limit as a bargaining chip in future congressional fights. The president will address the nation regarding this deal tonight. You can watch that special report right here on KXAN starting at 6 p.m. Well, with another dry day in the books, at least so far in Austin, no measurable rain yet in the first couple days of the new month. But that will certainly change this weekend. Who may get over two inches of rain and when? Coming up. So UT Austin has just opened up the applications for its first ever online master's degree in artificial intelligence. The first of its kind in the nation debuting next spring. Now, obviously, AI is an emerging field. The university estimates there will be 97 million new AI-related jobs globally just over the next two years. And UT says it's already received about 10,000 inquiries about this program. So we wanted to know, how do you go about teaching something like this? To answer that question, we came to the program's brain trust here at the Gates Dell Complex at UT, a building that, by the way, is designed to look like a microchip, to get a better understanding of what exactly these students will be learning. By now, you've probably heard a lot about AI, technology like ChatGPT that can mimic human language, and generators like Dolly that can create images of anything you can imagine. The applications for computers that can do the thinking for us are pretty endless. Organizations, companies are in dire need of people with these skills, uh, but there aren't enough 
people out there to hire. Eric Bush is the managing director of Computer and Data Science Online for UT Austin. He says UT's AI Master's program has been scaled to educate thousands of students, many of them already working professionals, as opposed to the dozens that would typically sit in a physical classroom for an advanced field like this. So this has been something that's been in the works for a while. The degree has also been priced at about $10,000. And that is a game changer for a lot of folks. People have realized that these tools are changing the way that we're doing business and we're doing science. So computer science majors and computer science master's degree students keep telling us we need to learn these tools. We Professor Adam Clivens, director of UT's machine learning lab, will be leading some of the AI courses. He says students will be required to have some base knowledge in computer science, statistics, or electrical engineering. I had to ask him, though, in his simplest explanation for us, what will they be learning when it comes to AI? Well, I think first they're learning sort of the mathematical tools that underlie all of these techniques. As for fears on the potential pitfalls of AI, Clivens and Bush say of the 10 courses offered in this program, the only one that will be required will be ethics. 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 We're taking that very seriously, and we have a lot of case studies to show, you know, when the tools can go a little off the rails and how you can compensate to make sure that that doesn't happen. And once again, the applications just opened this month. We have a link to the program's website on our website at kxan.com. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, 518 and another hot, dry day so far, but a few of us before midnight could actually see some strong thunderstorms. So let's dive in. A few partly cloudy skies here over northwest Austin. The Austonian weather cam otherwise looking nice. Temperatures pretty seasonably warm, upper 80s, even some mid-80s in the cooler spots of the hill country. 90, though, out on Lake LBJ in Kingsland this evening. 90 as well in Lakeway, 86 in Buda. It's 87 in Austin, upper 80s in Round Rock and Georgetown. Lots of mid and upper 80s and a few spots actually over 90 in our eastern counties right now. Here comes the action. We've got some big severe storms and even at least two reported tornadoes so far in West Texas tonight. All these red outlined boxes, tornado watches for the potential of tornadic storms. This filled in red box is a tornado warning east of Fort Stockton and west of Sonora. The storm system that's responsible for all this severe weather is about to break off from the west to east flow across the country and kind of just sit over central Texas for days on end. That's why a return to much wetter and cooler weather is really right around the corner. Now, it doesn't happen immediately, and all of your weekend plans are not washed out. Here's what we expect this evening. Dry weather the next few hours, but as that complex of once tornadic West Texas storms comes our way, thankfully in a weaker state, we do expect a few storms clipping the hill country between about 10 p.m. and midnight. Maybe a little rain still ongoing southwest of Austin at 1 a.m., but notice Austin may totally miss out or just get a couple sprinkles from this first round of storms tonight. So not everybody sees it tonight, but tomorrow more of us will. Now it doesn't come during the morning or even the afternoon. Tomorrow is actually the day when I am going to plan my outdoor activities. Later in the evening though, this is when our models are showing a better chance of storms firing for more of us. These heavy thunderstorms unlikely to be severe, but they could bring some dangerous lightning as early as 7 or 8 p.m. tomorrow and some really heavy downpours that could persist even after the sun sets. Here's the radar at 11 p.m. tomorrow night, 2 a.m. on Sunday. With that disturbance right overhead, we can even get nocturnal rainfall or overnight. 
Here's the wettest day of the weekend. On Sunday, cloudy skies at sunrise, a few scattered showers and thunderstorms, and through the afternoon and evening, these only blossom and become a bit more widespread. As the soil is fairly saturated from the wet weather that we just had all of May, especially in the hill country, additional heavy rain could trigger some isolated flash flooding. This is not going to be a major flash flood event with all of us in a one out of four risk area, but a couple warnings could pop up for some creek and low water crossing problems this weekend. Be sure to download the KXAN weather app and keep it on hand. We'll push notification to you if you need to know about something. Over the next seven days, not just this weekend, but with more scattered rain much of next week, we are seeing beneficial rainfall pretty much guaranteed for many of us. An inch and a half or two inches on model number one and model number two showing some amounts over two inches. These are our two best long range models. And when they both agree like that, that's a pretty good sign. Quick update on the Gulf. Remember, this was Tropical Depression number two yesterday. Now it's the first named storm of the season. Arlene is kind of sloppy looking on satellite as it's getting sheared from upper level winds. Notice the track moves farther from Texas and actually doesn't intensify much more, drifting toward Cuba as a weaker system this weekend. Tonight's forecast, 30% chance of storms late in the hill country. Lows in Austin down to 70. Tomorrow it's hot and dry during the day at 92, but there is a 30% chance of some late evening storms. Rain chances go through the roof on Sunday, Monday. Still pretty high on Tuesday. Notice the high temperatures well below normal in the 80s for several days. Heat and drier weather, though, return later in the week. Austin can be a pricey city. It's proving to be true for vacationers, too, where the city lands on the most expensive Airbnb list. Well, the city's park department is warning dog lovers about a bat removed from a park near Ladybird Lake that tested positive for rabies. In April, we told you a bat tested positive for rabies at Zilker Park. Now, this bat was found on Tuesday at Michael Butler Shores on a stepping stone near the front of the walk area for dogs. Now, symptoms of rabies include a change in your dog's personality, fever, loss of appetite, foaming, weakness, paralysis, and in some cases, death. Anyone bitten by wild animals should contact Animal Protection and your doctor immediately. Well, remember when we told you about the gross algae in Ladybird Lake a few weeks ago, if you haven't already seen it for yourself? Well, starting on Monday, the city of Austin will apply a treatment on Ladybird Lake to try to stop its growth. Lanthanum modified clay will be applied near Redbud Isle and along the north shore of the lake between I-35 and the lagoon near the festival boat ramp. The clay binds to phosphorus, which is a key source of nutrients for that algae which in turn slows the growth. While the algae is toxic, the clay is safe for humans. So the city says you're going to see it look like a gray slurry being sprayed onto the lake. Well, we all know it's expensive <laughs> to live in Austin, but it's also expensive to vacation here. A new study shows Airbnb rental properties in Austin are among the most expensive in the nation. Austin has the third most expensive rentals with an average daily rate of $373 across all property sizes. Only Oxnard, California and Scottsdale, Arizona are pricier. Now behind Austin are Las Vegas and Honolulu. They round out the top five. Over on KXAN.com, we have an interactive map of the most and least expensive Airbnbs, including where you can vacation in Texas for cheap. Tonight on KXAN, it's Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge at 7, Dateline NBC at 8, all before KXAN News at 10. Or as always, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. 
You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.